Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ. Call Cheryl now with your questions about gardening or landscaping at 512 836 0590, pound 590 on your wireless, or toll free 1 877 590 KLBJ. Hey, here we go. Here we go. Good morning. Wow. Gusty out there. I think that cold front. Oh, it definitely already came through. It is very gusty, cold wind. Hey, I'm Cheryl McLaughlin. This is the Austin Gardener. And we are here to talk about your issues, your gardens, your landscape, whatever. Um, if you want to join the show, the numbers are 512-836-0590. You can call or text that number. And um, then, of course, we have that toll-free line, which is 877-590-5525. So, again, 512-836-0590. Call or text. Um, yeah, you know, I was just looking at the Weather Channel, and it looks like one of these nights here in the next couple of days, it's going to, oh, tonight, 35. So, if you got some real tender little stuff, you might want to protect it. Um because that's pretty close to freezing, and I would imagine that if you're in an outlying area, you might get to freezing. So um, I wish it was raining, though, you know, although that'd be miserable. <laughs> anyway, what do you guys want to talk about today? Uh, we can talk about uh, acorns are definitely a topic of discussion today, and there are millions of them. It was interesting what Jeff had to say about this being a mast year. Uh, I knew something weird was going on. I thought maybe they were just freaking out because of the drought. <clears throat> but evidently, it's all over the place, and not everybody's in a drought. So, hey, before I forget, if you guys need any landscaping done, you've got to check out KevinWoodLandscapes.com. Um, that is, gosh, how long have we been around? Since I think Kevin and I started it in 1990. Um and now Michael Padilla is the boss. He's running things. But the all the work and everything is still the same. The emphasis on native Texas plants, all the construction that you could need, irrigation, lighting, you know, anything you need. Um, so go look at the website. Again, KevinWoodLandscapes.com and be sure and send a message to the contact page if you want some attention and you know there, this is a busy busy time of year but it's also the right time of year and this goes for any landscape company any one you choose if they're a good company they're you know thinking ahead so this is the time for planning landscapes in you know to go in in the spring for instance like if you you know, may have some project that could still get squeezed in over the winter. Um, good construction time. Winter's a really good time to do construction. A, it's not 108. And B, you're not doing a lot of planting in the middle of winter, although you can still plant trees and stuff. You know, that's that's a given. Right now is a great time to plant trees, by the way. Uh, but, again, let's talk about what y'all want to talk about Um you know, interesting. Let's see here. Here's a text. Best place to buy native grass seeds. Well, Native American seeds uh, is one of my favorite places. 
and uh, they they have all kind of great stuff for every different uh, place you could possibly want them. You know, whether it's a short grass, tall grass, you name it. Native American seed is a great place. King seed is a great place. And there's that other one. I think it's Thompson seed out of Bernie. Uh, I, for some reason, I guess just because I haven't used them before, I can't always remember. Is it Thompson or Turner seeds? I have that in my notes somewhere, but some of my uh, callers really rave about them. So that might be another place to check out. But uh, my daughter, as I think I've told you before, she runs, manages, she's the director of the Cook's Branch, Branch Conservancy. And they are undergoing a multi-year restoration on this property, which, of course, had been used for you know, everything you can think of, but try to get you know agricultural exemptions, like everything from horses, raising horses and cattle to exotic animals and all that. And so, of course, it had been you know covered in Bermuda, and you know they'd use chemicals. Well, Sarah's in charge of restoring it and and this has been going on for years and point of all this she likes native american seeds and she uh, and sometimes the seeds are harder to find than others like this year was a bad year for seed collecting um so you know if you can get your seeds get them as soon as you can because they can run out they will run out and you know you want to something in particular you need to go to it so go to native american seed and i forget what the name of that that's not their website uh but it'll take you to their website if you just get google native american seed there's also oh it's turner seeds and thank you thank you guys uh turnerseed.com i appreciate that texter that's really good help for me Turner seed. I was just looking back through all my notes. Okay, so fall color is really on the rise, really getting pretty right now. Um, and this, again, it's a good time to look around and see what the colors are. There's some really bright, good orange colors in my canyon. I guess they're red oaks. I think they're red oaks. But my cherry is really impressive this year. It is just getting the prettiest fall color. And also my Mexican buckeye. <clears throat> that little old thing is so cute. It is so yellow. It looks like a pecan kind of leaf structure, but it's, you know, it's different. Uh, that is a really great plant. Mexican buckeye, native plant, large shrub, blooms in the spring like a red bud with lighter pink flowers, but it blooms pretty much before or with the emerging new spring leaves. And it's just a great plant. Interesting seed pods hang on it. Three-chambered seed, uh, seed pod with a little red, uh, you know, seed in each one. Kind of like mountain laurel, but bigger. But anyway, that's a great plant. If you're just out looking for some good native shrubs, Mexican buckeye, and it could get a pretty yellow color right now. Okay, 512-836-0590, call or text. Let's see, we have another suggestion. Uh, Bamert in Muleshoe, Texas. I've heard of them. I have heard of them. Bamert. 
so yeah, check around, see what you, if one place doesn't have what y'all want, go to the other place and uh, just plant, plant, plant because a lot of grass seeds come up, like for instance, little blue stem. That will come up in early spring. Others, things like the um, buffalo grass, they wait till it gets warm soil, like into April or third week in April, something like that. So um, if you plant now, they're just going to lay there uh, over the winter, and then they'll come up when it's their time to come up next year. So uh, just know that. But, you know, it's good to duplicate nature because right now all the grasses are blooming like crazy, and they're going to lay those seeds down. The only thing I would say is that um, a lot of those seeds are going to get either washed away or eaten by ants or birds or, you know, all kind of stuff. So I don't know. If it was me, I'd probably just get my seed and plant it the end of February or something like that and see what you get out of it. But, yeah, we're lucky to have so many good sources for native grass seeds this year. So, uh, yeah, thanks for answering that question for me, Turner Seed. Uh, here's another one about planting acorns, and Jeff uh, did say to this question, um, like, do I point them point up or flat end up? Uh, now Jeff says to point down. Uh, that would not have been my answer, uh, but you know what? You can put them in sideways, and they'll still come up, so... Yeah, no pretreatment necessary. Just make sure they don't have a hole in them, okay? Because if they have a hole, there's no point. Okay, time for that first break. Let's get this over with. We'll be back right after this. Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Okay, we are back, and we have a caller online, so we're going to go there first. But if you want to join the show, uh, call 512-836-0590. That's call or text, and um, we'll get to you as soon as we possibly can. Let's go to Elgin. Hey, Denise, how's it going? Fine, thank you. I was listening to the show, which I appreciate, and I listen to it all the time, and the acorn planting, I planted a lot last year, and I didn't do it on purpose. They were just a lot falling, especially my burr oaks. And I had noticed because I was watering around the trees up close, and the water would sit when we got heavy rains, that they actually put their little taproot out from the point of the acorn. And you're right, planting them on the side because those that didn't go point down or I didn't put them in point down. They still grew anyway, but they definitely, the tap comes out of the point. Okay, that's great. I had forgotten that. I mean, it's been a long time since I used to grow these things. I guess I I knew that at some point, but yeah, I mean, just think about it. If a squirrel's planting that acorn, is he going, gee, do I need to put this point down in that pot or do I put it flat part down? Yeah, so the squirrel's just sticking it in there and sticking it in, and it's going to grow either way. So Right, right. Good information, though. Okay, have well, a good day. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate the input. Okay, 512-836-0590. 
You know, I tell this story. I've told it before. Um, when I used to have a plant nursery, somebody, you know, people would always bring me seeds and stuff. And they uh, brought me, somebody brought me a bag of burr oak seeds in like a bread bag or something that um, was just tied off at the top. So I had already planted all I could plant. So I it just ended up laying around the side of a pot somewhere and in the spring when I went back I, I found it again and it though every one of those seeds had germinated inside that bag and they had all started putting out their taproot um, it was a, like a little terrarium in there I guess but it just laid there I didn't do anything to protect it or anything like that so that is um, just just you know to tell you because when they fall they don't fall necessarily right side up, right? Okay, let's see here. We've got a text. Uh, I've got some collard greens that were shazammed by some loopers and caterpillars. Had already applied BT to the plants about three days prior to the buffet they had. There was no rain, just some dew on one morning. How often do you have to apply it to zonk these devils? Well, you should only have to apply it once um, because uh, not, maybe maybe it had the dew had gone off. Also, if it's it was old, it might not have been any good. But if it was fresh BT, that should have uh, should have stopped them. And as you probably know already, it doesn't kill them right off. Um, so for all you know. They did die, but just, uh, you know, later um, after they had eaten it. So uh, it, it doesn't, like I said, doesn't kill them immediately. So they still had time to eat. But then you probably noticed that they had, uh, you know, eventually gone away. So usually what you get is just sort of a wave of these creatures. And they come, they do their damage, and then they they go away right but yeah the bt probably did the job but you just couldn't tell right off because they hadn't eaten enough or for long enough to have already died yet so okay <clears throat> let's see what this one is uh please talk about the pros and cons of using ryegrass over dormant saint augustine for the winter uh, the pro is that it, you'll have a beautiful green lawn for the winter. You will still have to mow it and don't ever let it get too long uh, or you'll have to bring in a herd of goats because it, it, it's pretty tough. But, um, but that, you know, that's what you see at a lot of commercial developments. Um, however, it only will, you know, be beneficial if your St. Augustine was good and healthy before you do this. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, if St. Augustine is, uh, is stressed, suffering, you know, because, you know, with this drought, a lot of people had a lot of problems with their yard. Um, then the rye can actually do more damage than good. So if you had a good, healthy stand of St. Augustine and it's dormant, you can go ahead and oversee with rye. Um, but if the, if it was struggling, I don't know if I'd do it if you want to try to keep the St. Augustine, 
right? I mean, your other option, if it was in really bad shape, the St. Augustine, then you could go ahead and do the rye. Uh, and then when it dies out next win- uh, next spring, then you can replant, resod, right? Because if it's that bad, you may need to resod anyway. But that'll buy you time. It'll keep the soil in place. It'll actually loosen up the soil. And um, so it can be a good thing. So that's the long answer to your short question. Okay, 512-836-0590. Call or text that number. Or you can use the toll-free line, which is 877-590-5525. So I got to talking to some friends last night. And uh, they, they listened to the show and for years. And I don't know if y'all remember that. If you have listened to me for a long time, you may remember this from a few years ago. A lady called in. This was before the text, way before that. A lady called in and said, I need to trap some skunks. What do I use for bait? <laughs> and within a minute, every phone line we had was lit up. Uh, my question was, what are you going to do when you catch them? You know, then what? Uh, and oh my God, we had some of the funniest uh, calls that day. It just went on and on. It was hilarious. And a lot of people agreed with me, like, don't do it. You'll be sorry. Nobody will come help you. They don't do that, you know. So then I was talking to my friends last night and they were like, oh yeah, well, well all you have to do is put uh, the trap in a big black garbage bag like you would use for leaves or something like that. Then they can't they don't freak out and spray you because they can't see you approaching. Isn't that clever? I would have never thought of that myself. Now, again, I, I don't know, you want usually the skunks, but if they're under your deck or you're like my dog got sprayed twice in one week one time. It was horrible, horrible, and we've had dogs sprayed, you know, probably almost every year since we lived on that canyon. But uh, they, I, I wouldn't think of trapping them because you know they were in the woods; they were just coming in the house. But if they're actually living up in your house, you may need to trap them and and put them somewhere else. And I don't know all the laws and the rules. I know there's some things you can't relocate, some things you're not supposed to trap. So be sure and do your homework before you get, you know, serious about moving animals around the countryside. All right, let's go to Northeast Austin for our next caller. Hello, Roger. How's it going out there? Uh, going pretty good, Cheryl. What's up? Yeah, I got a cactus. Uh, I can't tell exactly the name of it. It's about two foot, maybe a little taller. Uh, you know, I'll go ahead outside or indoors but it's uh, about three or four inches above the uh, the, the dirt is starting to crack oh it looks like a cut on it but i know you i know cats are pretty resilient they're excellent plants is they're almost stupid proof but uh, at this time of year can i go ahead and cut it and uh, try to get some pups off of it or is it should i try to hold off till the springtime oh gosh i'm trying to think what it i don't since i don't know what kind it is if you cut it at the crack, would you be cutting all the foliage off? Well, this is uh, like an echinopsis or something along that line. This goes tall and slender. Uh-huh. Like a, a gatillo kind of looking thing with big, yeah. long... Yes, ma'am. Yeah. 
Well, so if you cut it at the crack, then you would still have some standing. Oh, well, yeah, about four inches above the dirt. Uh-huh. And I, I have uh, <sighs> almost uh, 18 inches above that, which uh, I'm thinking about cutting that in half and trying trying to uh, transplant it. But I just know, if it, is it the wrong time of the year to try this? I don't think I'd try it unless I had a heated location uh, to try to... Uh, propagate it. In other words, if you had a greenhouse or something like that, it might be possible. I'm not an expert on cactus stuff, to be honest with you, and I'm not standing there looking at it. Uh, maybe somebody that does know will call in, uh, or you may want to check with um, a, some a local grower or nursery. Where are y'all at? I, oh, go I usually go to uh, uh, the Cactus place over the uh, east side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would call them and ask them tomorrow because, or I don't know if they're open today, because I'm I'm not positive what to tell you about that, Roger. Uh, All right. Uh, I wish I had a better answer for you, but I'm just not positive. I mean, my gut feeling is, again, I wouldn't try to do it without some kind of a warm, heated location. Um but what's going to happen if you leave it till spring? Is it just going to fall over? You know, that's that's what I'm wondering. I might be able to prop it up, put some stakes in there. Well, that's what I was going to say. Can. Maybe you know, duct tape <laughs> or stakes. You know, just prop it up. But I'm, I'd, I'd check with a, a grower of cactus so we know for sure. Well, I definitely appreciate it, Cheryl. Thank well, you thanks a lot, Roger. Appreciate your call. Yeah, I mean, I grew a lot of things, but. I never really grew cactus. Um, there was a, a cactus place, y'all probably remember it out there in Bee Cave uh, area. It was there for a long time, many, many, many years. Um, so if I needed something to do with cactus, I would call them uh, because it just wasn't my interest. I was a lot more interested in woody shrubs, trees, perennials, um, and not, not that I dislike cactus. I just don't have... A big interest in it, but uh, is you know a lot of people love them, and you know depends on on what kind you have. Whether you get these amazing blooms, most of them have beautiful blooms, so that can be a real motivator, right? Okay, well we're fixing to get the news right now, but if you guys want to get in line, join the show five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Call or text, and we'll be right back. Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Okay. We are back. And we have open lines and a good place to text if you want to call or text. You can use 512. 512- Eight three six zero five ninety, and then we have the toll free line, which is eight seven seven five ninety fifty five twenty five. Yeah, you guys, this is also the time of year when I start talking about gifts for um, gardeners. Our local nurseries, places like Hill Country Water Gardens, and uh, you know several others, Natural Gardener, of course. Um, Great Outdoors, Barton Springs Nursery, Shoal Creek Nursery, uh, and many others that I'm 
I'm not even thinking about right now. Many of them have awesome gift shops. I love the gift store store at Hill Country Water Gardens, even though they're not advertising me, telling me to advertise this. But um, that that place just has great stuff. And, of course, the Natural Gardener does as well. But it's – they're different, unique – gifts for people and if you just have a yard you know i mean and they have the books too of course a lot of stuff's online nowadays but you can't beat having a wildflower id book with you in the car if you're driving around looking wildflowers right and so i have my favorites uh the favorite books that i still refer to like for instance this texas organic vegetable gardening book that i refer to all the time it's a really great book, not terribly expensive book. It's a little paperback. Um, that's a great book to have. And um, Wildflowers of the Texas Hill Country by Marshall Inquist, one of my very favorite books in the whole wide world. Just a wonderful book, um, and you can find that at you know the bookstores and stuff. Uh, but Marshall, he took a lot of time. He had his van outfitted with a, really a little photo studio in the back where he would photograph plants and blooms and stuff on a black background, which means it's so easy to see the details of the plants. Many other wildflower books are, are pictures of wildflowers in the wild, which is fine as long as there's not a lot of you know messy background or what have you. Um, Gaeta Ajilsfa, I think that's how you say it. Her books are wonderful. And uh, Wildflowers of Texas. The cool thing about that book is the edges of the leaves of the book, of the pages, are color-coded. So if you're, ju- if you're driving around and you see some cool purple flower, you can flip to the purple section, right, which is so cool such a great idea and she is known for her accuracy and i think she may have um uh reissued an updated version of her book about butterflies gardening for butterflies i helped her a little bit with her very first book um took her around to some of my clients gardens where we planted native a lot of native plants that attract butterflies and um, so she had some beautiful photographs in that book. It was just so such a good book because it also shows you the, the caterpillars and what have you. So who wouldn't like to have a book like that to look through? I think that's a great idea. But, of course, there's always, you know, other wonderful things like garden art and things like wind chimes and cool pottery. Who wouldn't love to have a great, beautiful, high-quality pottery you know, pot, and you can even plant it for them. And that's another thing you can do. You can give people little, um, you know, containers planted with maybe some vegetables or something, winter vegetables, because uh, a lot of us do container gardening instead of in the ground. So don't forget your nurseries when you're – and tools, of course. Everybody needs good tools. Anyway, I could go on. Uh, Let's see. We just got another text here. Just an FYI on skunks. Trapping them is a lose-lose proposition. 
About 30 years ago, my uncle draped a black tarp over the trapped skunk. During the trip to the countryside, Pepe Le Pew decided he would fire his odor <laughs> inside his Pathfinder. Three months later, that two-year-old vehicle sold for $1,000 at an auction. <laughs> well, absolutely, that's the thing. You know, I mean, I, can you imagine putting that skunk, he hits a bump in the road and he freaks out. I just agree with you 100%. I think it's a lose-lose proposition. And even if you have the black tarp over it, evidently that's not enough to keep a skunk from getting scared and freaking out like where am i going you know i'm on the i'm I'm inside this bumpy ride help uh, maybe if you had a pickup bed open pickup bed then that might be a better idea but i don't know there, like i said there could be some laws about this that i'm unaware of so if anybody knows about that i appreciate the call but <laughs> anyway okay Hey, by the way, you can still plant some wildflower seeds right now. But the other thing that you can do is buy little starts of blue bonnets at the nursery, little four-inch blue bonnets. And don't forget about four-inch columbine this time of year, too. Uh, you would think it, it would just not be possible to do, but it is, and it's the right thing to do. Uh, if you want to put columbine in your yard, and just know that deer will eat them, so it depends on where you are. But you plant them in a shady area. They'll even grow out of holes in rocks, by the way. Um, but the I like the yellow one because it's big and showy. But you put columbine in in four-inch pots this time of year, and they lushly grow over the winter. And then you get this amazing spring bloom out of them. But little blue bonnets, um, rosettes of blue bonnets should be up. Uh, coming up i'm sure somebody's already got theirs um uh, up you can let me know if you do already um but uh you can that wouldn't that be a fun present to give somebody a a container of blue bonnets right and then when you got to let them go to seed of course because they're annuals uh, but you could give them a pot of blue bonnets and then they could let them bloom out in the spring and then put the seeds that they get out of it put them in the ground and start their own uh, blue bonnet patch that way. I, I would have suggested the blue bonnet seeds be planted earlier than this, probably in October. But I don't think it's impossible to do it. You might try uh, a few of them and see if they come up. But pretty much they need to be the rosette has to be up to winter over. Uh, so... That would that'd be better if you could buy the little the little starts of them and start y'all the you know your own little patch of them that way. Okay, let's see here. Uh, hi Cheryl, this is Richard, the radio DJ. I enjoy your show always. Just wanted to tell you, cactus is my favorite plant. I love to make nopalitos with eggs for breakfast. Blessings. To you and your listeners. There you go. See? That's a good one. I'd like to see how you get... I'm sure you try to use the ones that don't have the aggressive seeds. Um, but Or the aggressive uh, spines, is what I meant to say. Because 
getting them off of there, peeling them, that's got to be an art in itself right there. Okay, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Good morning. I live in northwest Austin and have blue bonnets in my yard, and they're already starting to come out of the ground. I heard you talking about starts. Is this too early for them to start outside? No. No, that's the whole point. Um, but the starts in the pots, of course, the growers have forced them already or have them under ideal conditions. Uh, but that's absolutely wonderful to hear because, again, they need to overwinter as rosettes. And what you're buying when you buy them in the little containers is you're buying the already sprouted rosettes. So it's perfectly fine to go ahead and put them in the ground and, um, you know, start a patch that way if you didn't plant seed, of course, you know. But that's really good to know. I'm glad that you have them. A lot of my clients have a ton of blue bonnets in their yard. And, I, I mean, I had one client. He – I don't know what it was about the site of his home – but he had the most amazing stand of blue bonnets, and they were even coming up in the cracks in his driveways, his sidewalks, everywhere. It was amazing. I've never seen anything like it. He was just lucky, I guess. But anyway, all right. Well, we're fixing to go on that last break. Um, we'll get this going on, and if you want to join the show, you can call or text 512-836-0590. Or 877-590-5525, which is the toll-free line. And we'll be back in a minute. Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Okay, y'all. We are back. And we'll... uh, Oh, gosh, what is this stupid computer doing? Let's cross this off your list. No, thanks. I don't need to know about restarting the computer right now. Um, Okay, 512-836-0590. Can you please repeat the name of the Butterfly Garden book? Yeah, it's called Butterfly Gardening for Texas which was not the original name. The original name in the book I own, I don't have the new one yet, but it was Butterfly Gardening for the South. Um, but I think when Gayata Ajilsva, I think it's, it's, it's an Indian name that she chose. So it's spelled very uh, unusual, A-J-V-I-L-S-A or something like that. But... Um, she was working at the Natural Gardener while she was finishing up this new incarnation of her book. So they might um, they might have that book out there or know, you know, where you can get it. But you can probably get it online, Amazon or something like that. Okay, let's go to a caller online. J.J. Anderson Mill, how's it going? I'm going great, Cheryl. Uh, listen, I, my uh, solution to trapping skunks. Yeah. Don't do it, stupid. <laughs> Me too, buddy. They Me are too. loaded for bear. Anyway, but I do have a comment 
the people that I dearly east from, the woman was a widow, and she stopped me one time. She said, there's something in my garage. And I went over, and it was behind her dryer, and it was a skunk, and he was, you know, bumping around. And she said, do you think we ought to shoot it? And I said, unless you don't want to stay in your garage for the next six weeks. <laughs> and what I told her to do, I said, open a can of your dog's dog food, set it out away from the house, and just watch it. That skunk was a visual, a visual, visual, sooner or later, it'll get out there and, and eat it, and then you can close your garage. So the same goes with skunks trapped under your house. Watch for them if you put the dog food out, and then when they're out, seal under the house. Yeah, That's good all idea. You can do. Yeah, Don't trap them. It'll be a heartbreak. <laughs> You'll regret it the rest of your life, won't you? <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, thank you so much. That's really a good tip. I, I'm assuming that the dryer was in the garage, right? Yeah, the washer and dryer were in the garage. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But with the skunk. Yeah. Well, I hope that worked for her. So, all it right, did sir. Work. Well, good. Thank you. Bye. Yes, sir, JJ. Thanks for calling. Bye bye. Okay, let's go to Cedar Park. Hey, Gabriel, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. What's going on? Hi, so I, I have a question. Um, I was wondering if you had any tricks or tips on blueberries in Austin, Texas. Yes, it's possible. I've had a few people, um, you know, grow them in. Con- you got to do it in containers. Really, they need right. they need acid soil with a pH no higher than five point five, which means you'll need to use uh, rainwater or some other. Or water with a little vinegar in it to, you know, bring the pH down. Um, you need at least three different varieties in every planting for cross-pollination. Um, you want to use large amounts of compost, peat moss, organic fertilizer, lava sand, Texas green sand, and even some sugar. Uh, and cottonseed meal, one of the best fertilizer for blueberries. And you gotta mulch the surface of the soil. That is critical. The roots drying out will just ruin that plant real quick. Okay. But um, some of the varieties that would do well would be Tiff Blue, Woodard, Climax, Bright Blue. Uh, yeah, B R I T E. So I don't know where y'all are, but we're we're in Cedar Park. Um, so I, I do have a Tiff Blue, I have a Climax, and I have a Pink Lemonade. I don't know if you've oh, seen Oh, I haven't seen one. that one, Pink no. Lemonade. But that's good. Yeah. Uh, you you know, you got a, you got your three different ones. So, yeah, I, I would just say our water is so hard, that's going to be the, the problem, right? So you got to right. either use rainwater or um, put, put some vinegar in your water to kind of bring down that pH. Okay, well, awesome. Yeah, well, good luck. I hope you get a bunch of them. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> you are quite welcome. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. All right, have a good one. You too. Okay, here is a question. 
How long should I keep my Christmas cactus in the closet? Water it while it's in there? Uh, really pretty much every night all winter. Um, I don't think you're supposed to water them, but I'm not positive about that. I'm not, this is, again, not necessarily one of my fortes. Um, they can take a little diffused light, but you're not going to like it if you, um, you know, if, if they're exposed to full sunlight. It's just not good. Um, the winter bloom months, that's when they like the partial shade, definitely, or diffused light. Um, water Christmas cactus thoroughly only once the soil has completely dried out since its last watering. You'll know if the soil is too dry when the leaves start to pucker and shrivel. Um, so, yeah, definitely, I think you would have to water it occasionally during the winter. Um, but its peak growth months are really from like April to September. Uh, it likes warm temperatures. But once the buds are set, it requires low nighttime temperatures between 55 and 65 and at least 13 hours of darkness to flower. Uh, keep it away from heating vents, frequently open doors and drafty windows. Does not like to be exposed to sudden drafts or temperature changes. Um, and it'll drop its buds if it's unhappy. So anyway, that's me Googling it because I don't know for sure um, if I've if that's the right answer. Let's see here. Okay, I did the garden book. Uh, uh, here's another one. An old neighbor used to get four regular household sponges and cover them with McCormick's cayenne pepper and leave them in his garden. No problem with skunks, possums, coons, or dogs digging up anything. It really does work. What a great idea. Sponges, cover them with the cayenne, pepper, leave them in the garden. Well, that's a great idea. Um, you know, it's similar to some of the other hot pepper things we've talked about. Uh, let's see here. Um, Okay, somebody sent the link for the agrilife extension.tamu.edu slash asset external Texas fruit and nut production blueberries. So I would, for the gentleman, if you want more information from the real experts, uh, go ahead and Google. Um, and you can listen, don't forget, this goes for everybody listening. AgriLife, whatever county you're in, AgriLife Travis County, AgriLife Bell County, AgriLife whatever, and you will get more information possible, possibly than any, anything else that you'll ever ask for. And they always do have these uh, sections on, you know, home orchards and growing, everything you can think of. You can navigate your way through that website. And it'll also give you planting times for things, when to plant what, when to direct seed stuff in the ground, when to put starts of stuff in what can grow in the winter. You name it, it's there. And it's just an 
absolutely wonderful resource. Um, you can go on there if you want to start up a con orchard, and it'll tell you what to do. I mean, you, you can go full out orchard production, but it's really very useful. The horticulture pages and the home orchards and stuff like that. That's a lot more pertinent to, um, you know, to to the average gardener that's not a professional, um, you know, orchard grower or what have you. But I mean, it'll it'll tell you all all the best plants. Um, another great resource if you're just looking for what to put in that will do well here in central texas maybe you're new to the area or maybe you just want to find out what it's more uh good plants would be you can go to growgreen.org g-r-o-w green.org great resource um and then i guess one of the ultimate places to search for this stuff is wildflower.org which is the ladybird johnson uh, wildflower centers website and it's just amazing and they have photographs of all the plants they also have wonderful lists of plants um, if you click on the uh, you go to their website then you click on native plants and then underneath that you can scroll down and find lists of every kind of situation like if you want a list of what grows in dry shade for instance or what to plant if you're restoring a riverbank. You know, it's so cool. Butterfly plants, right? Um, what are the best uh, plants for, uh, you know, this part of the world, that part of the world? They're actually a national organization, so you can get information on other parts of the country as well. So <clears throat> anyway, just some great resources, right? Again, wildflower.org. Um, growgreen.org or agrilife whatever country a county you're in agri life and am's you know website is just amazing it's vast absolutely vast and of course all this is free to us right so we should be really we're luckier than a lot of places um in the United States of America. So again, the Butterfly Gardening book is uh, Butterfly Gardening for Texas by Gayata Ajilisfa. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but I can tell you again, her books are so accurate. She's written several. Um, the w Wildflowers of Texas book is, is just excellent. And it's the one with the color-coded pages on the edges. So when you're driving around, you want to flip to a yellow flower, a red flower, a blue flower, whatever. She's got it down for you. White flowers, obviously. Um, and she she goes to great lengths to research and provide really accurate information. So I really appreciate that about her a lot. So anyway, great gift ideas. I think anybody would like that. I'm Cheryl McLaughlin. Don't forget to check with KevinWoodLandscapes.com. And we'll see you next Sunday at 10. Thank you so much.